If you have to work hard, it means you're not very good at your job. AI is just another manifestation of our inherent God-given laziness that drives us to improve our lives. We're actually distributed intelligences that are distributed across all of our cells. What happens is if say you're out of zinc or chromium or any of the other minerals that your body needs, you will feel a sense of stress and anxiety. You cannot live as a happy human being being triggered all the time. So your job is to be untriggerable, and that's what biohacking is all about. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Okay, friends, this is such a surreal moment. This is the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, and it is so thrilling to have Dave Asprey back for the second time on this show. I have been following his work for over a decade, so this is really just very surreal for me. And his new book, Smarter Not Harder, it is the guide of all guides to everything biohacking. I cannot recommend that you check it out. And by the way, Dave's ninth annual biohacking conference is coming up. And friends, you know, I don't like traveling. I'm going. (laughs) I'm going and you guys should all go too. And if you come, you can let me know and we can meet. So definitely consider that. It is going to have legends in the biohacking sphere, including a lot of people I've had on the show, like Dr. Mercola, like Leela Quantum Tech, Max Lugavir, Catherine Arnston with Energy Bits, Some people I haven't aired yet, like Dr. Patrick Porter and Molly Maloof. Of course, Dave Asprey. There's also going to be tons of exhibits for all of the biohacking things. And of course, I know there will be so many people in attendance. I was just talking to Ben Azadi today, and he's going, and I can't wait to meet him. Friends, this is the conference you want to go to. If I'm going, you know it's something worth going to because I don't like traveling, like I said, and I normally don't like conferences. So this is a big deal. So please come, please meet me, and I have a special discount for you guys. Use the code MA40 to get an exclusive discount on the conference tickets, just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohacking conference and use the coupon code MA40 to get a major discount. That is melanieavalon.com slash biohacking conference with the coupon code MA40 to get a major discount. Definitely get those tickets before they sell out. I hope I can meet you guys there. Let me know on my Facebook group or DM me on Instagram and hopefully we can meet and meet Dave Asprey. So, so cool. Which speaking of, back to today's episode. We dive deep into so many things in today's episode, like AI and uploading consciousness, the super cool sense known as proprioception, M-Sculpt. You guys know I love my M-Sculpt. What supplements are actually needed? Problems with cardio and how to do it better. Something called the laziness principle, being triggered, forgiveness, and so much more. The show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com slash smarter, not harder. Those show notes will have a full transcript, so definitely check that out. There will also be two episode giveaways for this episode. One will be in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting Plus Real Foods Plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something that I love. And then find my Instagram, find the Friday announcement post, and again, comment there to enter to win something that I love. I have a very exciting announcement, friends. I have officially launched a TikTok channel. I've been on Instagram for a while, but it is time for TikTok. And with the channel, I'm going to be posting daily, very high quality, awesome biohacking content, tips and tricks, things from my life. And I really want to bring the glam to biohacking because I feel like biohacking can be very male-centric or focused on a certain type of person. And I just want to break that stereotype and bring all the sparkles. So please join me there. My handle is Melanie Avalon Official. Please let me know what you'd like to see from me, what you think of the content. I do feel pretty shy about it. So please join me so that we can be friends and just go on the most epic biohacking adventure. 
Okay, friends, spirulina update. It is still coming. I know it's been taking a while. It's just because I want to make the most ideal spirulina tablets on the market, ones that are tested for purity and potency and to be free of all pesticides and just the highest quality. So we've got that spirulina source. It tastes awesome. The issue we're experiencing is that in order to make it into tablets, it requires another ingredient. If you're currently taking spirulina tablets and they say they are one ingredient, they are not one ingredient. There is something in there that is helping to keep that structure. So we're trying to figure out which route to go with this. It's really fun because I keep trying different samples. I think I know which one I like the most, but we'll see which one I end up picking. Either way, I really love the taste of our spirulina. It doesn't taste fishy or LGE, and I really experienced the benefits. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can get my other Avalon X supplements at avalonx.us. Friends, have you jumped on the serapeptase bandwagon yet? That's what I launched with, and to this day, it continues to be my most favorite supplement ever. It's a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. When you take it in the fasted state, it actually breaks down non-living problematic proteins in your body, so it can help address an array of issues. Like I said, it will clear your sinuses, calm inflammation, it may help reduce cholesterol. Studies have shown it can break down amyloid plaque, it can help alleviate pain, and so much more. I take it daily. It is one of the most important supplements in my arsenal. This is the new year. Start it off right. Get some serapeptase. You can get 10% off with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON, as well as a 20% off code when you text AVALONX to 877-861-8318. That's AVALONX to 877-861-8318. Those codes will also work with my fantastic partner, MD Logic Health. For that, go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. And of course, all of my supplements I formulated to be the very best on the market. They're tested multiple times for heavy metals and mold. They're free of all common allergens as well as problematic fillers, which goes back to that whole spirulina formulation issue I was talking about. They come in glass bottles to help prevent leaching of plastics into ourselves and the environment. And we even use the minimal amount of stickiness required for the labels to help with our environmental impact. To get these fantastic products, go to avalonx.us and definitely get on my email list so that you don't miss the Spirulina launch special. For that, go to avalonx.us slash email list. Another resource for you guys if you struggle with food sensitivities like I do, you have got to get my app, Food Sense Guide. It's a comprehensive catalog of over 300 foods for 11 potentially problematic compounds. These include things you may be reacting to, like gluten, lectins, FODMAPs, histamine, oxalates, sulfites, thiols, whether or not something is a nightshade, and so much more. It even includes autoimmune paleo AIP status. You can learn about the compounds, create your own list to share and print, and finally take charge of your food sensitivities. It is a top Apple app, often in the top 10 for the Apple food and drinks charts. And friends, get it now because I'm going to be updating it to a subscription basis soon. So you definitely want to get grandfathered in for life at one super low price. With the subscriptions, by the way, I'm going to be implementing some pretty cool features. So I need to do subscriptions to help support that. So like I said, get it now before we change to subscriptions. You can get it at melanieavalon.com slash foodsenseguide. And one more thing before we jump in. Did you know there are over a thousand compounds found in conventional skincare and makeup in the U.S. that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity? If you are using conventional skincare and makeup, you are directly putting into your bloodstream toxic compounds, including obesogens, which can literally cause your body to store and gain weight. So if your diet's not working, you might want to think about what's happening with your skincare and makeup, as well as carcinogens linked to cancer. I'm not making this up. And just endocrine disruptors in general, which mess with our hormones. Thankfully, there's an easy solution to this. There's a company called Beauty Counter and they were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin so you can truly feel good about what you put on and their products really work. I am obsessed with their overnight resurfacing peel, their vitamin C serum, they have shampoo and conditioner, skincare lines for every skin type, and incredible makeup. It's so amazing that Tina Fey actually wore all beauty counter makeup when she hosted the Golden Globes. So yes, it is high definition camera ready. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code clean for all 20 to get 20% off site-wide. 
You can get the latest updates from me, specials, sales, samples, and so much more on my email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash clean beauty. And you can join me in my Facebook group, clean beauty and safe skincare with Melanie Avalon. People share product reviews and their experiences. And I do a giveaway every single week in that group as well. And lastly, if you're thinking of making clean beauty and safe skincare a part of your future, like I have, I definitely recommend becoming a band of beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon prime for clean beauty. You get 10 percent back in product credit, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth way more than the price of the year-long membership. It is totally completely worth it. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. An important announcement, friends. My EMF blocking products are coming. Make sure you don't miss the launch special. For that, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. EMFs are actually classified by the IARC as a group 2B, possibly carcinogenic to humans. These are such a problem. We are exposed to them through our Wi-Fi, our cell phones, our AirPods, And they are linked to so many health issues, including anxiety, migraines, headaches, even fertility issues. This is such a problem. Thankfully, you can address your EMF exposure. I'm going to help with that with my Avalon X EMF blocking product line. So again, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list to check that out. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Dave Asprey. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. So... I am so incredibly excited about the conversation I'm about to have. And friends, this is a moment on this show. This is actually the first time on this show that I am recording a little bit of video. I don't like video normally because I don't like seeing myself. I like to just concentrate on the conversation and the words and the interview. But when you are here with a legend of all legends in biohacking, and this is the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast, you got to do what you got to do. You got to show the world. So I am here. I am so honored to be here again for the second time with Dave Asprey, the proverbial or actual father of biohacking. He has a new book out called, oh, I get to show it because this is video. This is so exciting. Called Smarter, Not Harder. I can even look at the subtitle, The Biohacker's Guide to Getting the Body and Mind You Want. Obviously, when I saw this book, I was like, well, that's right up my alley. I'm sure I'm going to love it. I didn't know if it would surpass my expectations, and it did. It's honestly just a cataclysmic mosaic of everything you could ever want to know in the biohacking world. But not only is it that, because that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like all the biohacking stuff to do all the time. It actually champions a thesis, which is something that I personally have thought about and sort of lived by for a long time, which is the idea that Dave talks about something called the laziness principle, basically that we can get more bang for our buck by maybe putting in less, what might seem like effort and get better results. And this is something I've thought for a long time. He even says in the book, a quote about how biohackers are proud to be lazy. And that's something that's really resonated with me. Like, how can I get the most out of my life with minimal pain, but maximum gain? So Dave, thank you so much for being here for the second time. I'm so excited to talk about all of this stuff. You're welcome, Melanie. And I admire you for just coming out and saying, yes, I'm lazy. I didn't want to work hard to get results. I mean, how dare you? But actually, it turns out no one gets results from working hard. If you have to work hard, it means you're not very good at your job. I agree. No, it's so funny. So I remember I was going to a health and wellness center years ago. No, maybe a year ago. I was contemplating doing M-Sculpt, muscle stimulation. I know you talk about stuff tangential to it in the book. Do you do M-Sculpt or anything like that? Not M-Sculpt. There are, we'll, we'll say that there are other technologies I mentioned in the book around electrical muscle stimulation that will put muscle on in such a ridiculous way. I have gone around at you know, health and wellness influencer kind of events is sort of friends I hang out with and maybe go to Burning Man with and say, Hey, who wants a butt upgrade? <laughs> and you, you can put electrodes on your butt and get a shelf that wasn't there five minutes before. And it lasts for several days and it's pretty cool. So you really can send a signal to the body to tell it to do what you want way faster than you think. 
and I, you know, I, I respect and admire the ability to work really hard. I have it. I just don't want to do it all the time. <laughs> and so like, I'll do that instead of, you know, doing 10 hours of squats or something, because I wanted to spend my 10 hours doing something else. And that's okay. I agree so much that M sculpt, which is similar with the muscle stimulation. Well, first of all, now I've been doing it for a while and the muscle I have built from it is incredible. And I'm not saying that I mean, if you look at me, I don't have massive muscles, but it has built like actual muscle tissue just laying there while multitasking and working. But the story I'm thinking of is when I was contemplating doing it, I was at this you know wellness center place and I mentioned wanting to do it. And one of the girls that worked there, she looked at me with such attitude and she made some comment about how, well, I need to work out for my my muscle I was like, okay, well, I don't. <laughs> so um, basically there's this idea out there that, you know, you need to have a lot of pain to gain things. And you talk in the book about all of these ancient heroes that, you know, went on these journeys and we felt like it had to be this struggle to achieve anything. So why is that not the case. Like actually, why might that not be the case? The reason the heroes go on the journeys is because no one's done it before. And then they learn something new. And if they survive the journey, they come home and they tell you about it so that it's easier for you to do it. Unless you're stubborn and you've been programmed maybe about 120 years ago at the start of the industrial revolution to be a good worker bee where working hard is a virtue. And there's a promise that working hard will get you results and working hard will get you to heaven. How many people do you know, Melanie, who work really hard and don't get results? A lot of people. All those other heroes just didn't make it or they died. Yeah. And it's totally necessary to be able to work really hard for a brief period of time. But what we've falsely come to believe is that if we work hard all the time, we'll get better results. You actually get worse results. The, the best, most successful examples are people who work really hard for a very brief period using the best tools and technologies, and then they stop. And it works better. It works better for almost every kind of biohack, and it works better in business. If you have to work 80 hours a week to do your job, one of two things is true. Either you suck at your job or you're actually doing two people's jobs. So that's how it works. Life isn't supposed to be hard. You're supposed to use tools to do it. And when everything comes together and it's time for a sprint, you do your sprint. But if life is set up in your mind, so you have to sprint all the time or you're a bad person and you won't have enough hustle, it doesn't work. For me, I went to the gym six days a week without fail for 18 months. And each of those six days, I was 90 minutes of working out. And I went on a low-fat, low-calorie diet. I did this because I weighed 300 pounds and I really wanted to lose weight. After 18 months of this, I still had a 46-inch waist and I didn't lose any weight. I was stronger, but I was not getting results. So Smarter Not Harder, which is my new book, it is my revenge on those 702 hours of wasted time in the gym. And if that triggers you when you're listening to this, look, if you love going to the gym and that's the highest and best use of your time, go to the gym. Like there's not a problem with that. But if you're waking up at 5 a.m. when you really don't want to, you're burning yourself out, you're waking up without a kickstand, your monthly cycle is screwed up, your hair is thinning, you have a gut in the front, and you know that if you can just work out a little bit more, it'll go away, you need to read Smarter Not Harder. Because I'll tell you straight up, in one of the dozens of biohacks in there, how 15 minutes a week of cardio, that's three five-minute sessions, works six times better than an hour a day, five days a week. Literally, you're spending five hours plus showers in a spin class with someone in spandex shaming you into pedaling when your body really doesn't want to. And you tell yourself you did good. Yeah, that'll give you a 2% improvement if you can actually do that for two months straight. You do what I'm talking about, which is the same amount of time you spend brushing your teeth, about 15 minutes a week. If you do that, you'll get six times better results, a 12% improvement in cardiovascular performance. So you can do the hard way, do it the smart way. Take the extra five hours and spend it with your kids. Spend it on your career. Spend it playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Anything is better than that, right? While we're talking about the cardio stuff, so a few different things. Well, one, I really loved reading your book. There's just so much in there. And there was quite a few things I wasn't familiar with. So like, I hadn't even heard of 
rehit. Like I was always talking about HIIT or you know high intensity interval training, but there's this re high intensity interval training. What is that? Rehit is a new way of looking at cardio exercise in general. About 10 years ago, when I started writing my blog on biohacking, it was called The Bulletproof Executive back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the very, very beginning. I've been there. You've been there. Nice. So I wrote about high-intensity interval training. I'm like, guys, if you can just do three or five one-minute sprints with a one-minute rest between them, it's going to work better than spending an hour in the gym. Problem is, that kind of exercise really sucks, but it works better on a per-minute basis. So more pain, less time, worth it. But it didn't work that much better. What we have now is, actually, we have three studies from the University of Colorado that shows that if you can do what's behind the principle of smarter, not harder, it's called slope of the curve biology. If you can do this idea that I'm going to turn on some ability in the body as fast and as hard as possible for a very brief period, and then I'm going to very quickly return to calmness, that that sends the strongest signal possible to tell the body to change. So rehit is two 20-second intervals, and between them, you lay on your back and do really deep, slow breaths if you don't have the AI-driven technology that this has been developed on. I came across this because about eight years ago, I started Upgrade Labs in Santa Monica, California, underneath Arnold Schwarzenegger's office, and I wanted to take all the crazy biohacking tools that I'd used and make them available for the public. And this has launched a whole bunch of, of kind of mom-and-pop biohacking centers, people trying to figure out how to do this. Well, after eight years, I'm franchising it because I actually know how to do it properly so that people get results and it's it's a good business. You can go to ownandupgradelabs.com and you can launch your own biohacking center based on all of the technology that I've worked on, the stuff you read about in the book. And I started using rehit technology in that clinic. So I have lots of data on it and the results speak for themselves. Your VO2 max improves by 12%. But since you may not have an upgrade lab, so you can have an AI-driven piece of gear push your body, everything in Smarter Not Harder, there's the free version, there's the low-cost at-home version, and there's the crazy billionaire version. And my job is to take the crazy billionaire stuff, put it in upgrade labs, and then open one in your neighborhood. <laughs> and that that's the goal, is to make this stuff accessible to all of us. So instead of spending or actually instead of wanting to spend six or eight hours a week exercising and actually just not doing it, you're going to spend a half hour a week or maybe an hour a week. And you're going to just say, what happened to my body? I could not agree more. That was one of the things I love about the book is, you know, you go through all of these different targets of, you know, goals that people can address through these biohacking modalities. And you do provide a spectrum so that really anybody can do it. And it it's crazy because I was reading the reviews of your book. I'm always just really curious to see how things are landing. The reviews overall are, you know, wonderful. But a few people were saying that, oh, that, you know, this isn't accessible. There's all these expensive things. And I was like, did they not read the book? Like he gives, <laughs> like you, he gives um, so many options for everything. But speaking of the expensive option here, I actually have an email in my inbox right now from Carol AI, the Carol AI bike. So I think they're going to send me one to try. How does that actually work? Carol is an example of an exercise bike that monitors your heart rate and allows you to do that kind of rehit training we talked about. And, you know, it, it's not a, a cheap option and that it's a few thousand dollars, but for some people that might be a good option. That's going to get your cardio out of the way. My goal with upgrade labs is to have the AI bike, but also to have something that puts muscle on three to five times faster than picking up rocks, which is what really all weightlifting is and has been. And so we have an AI system that does that. And we can train your brain using neurofeedback. We can also train your body to be more resilient and resistant to stress or to turn your energy production back on and to lose weight. These are all things I've had to deal with myself. And I work out 15 minutes a week, sometimes 20 when I'm feeling less lazy. I'm 8% body fat and I look like I'm a swimmer. The calendar says I'm 50. The lab tests say I'm 39. And my sense of humor says I'm 13. Wow. I love it. Yeah. It's funny. People always 
come up to me and ask if I'm like a ballerina or something, you know, cause ballerinas are like going constantly and doing a lot of movement and everything. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I feel like I've just hacked the system, honestly. So I just, I love all of this so much. So many ways I could go with this. The role of AI actually in all this, I'm really fascinated by AI. Do you think that really is the future of all of these technologies? Like, do you think we'll see more and more with that? Well, in my previous life, before I became known for biohacking, I studied artificial intelligence in my undergrad, and I had a, a large career in Silicon Valley. So I am a, a technologist. I used to run strategy for a publicly traded, actually more than one publicly traded tech company, including computer security companies, which is why I'm I called it biohacking because I actually know how to hack. And yes, the goal of biohacking has always been, let's get enough data from enough people that we can really crack the code on being human. And AI is really good at looking at sets from, or data sets from maybe everyone's aura ring or everyone's sleep data or looking at exercise and looking and finding these little corner cases where you can get access to your body's operating system and tell it to do what you want. Language is one of the ways we get inside our unconscious mind and AI is getting better and better at that. And I'm super happy because when I have AI backing up the system that helps me put muscles on a client at Upgrade Labs or backing up the cardio systems, well, that means people can do less work. The role of AI, the role of every technology, whether it's an airplane, a computer, or a blanket or fire to keep warm, it's to reduce human effort. Because in our bones, for 2 billion years, life has understood that if we can do less work, we're less likely to die of starvation. So we're driven to be lazy. We improve the world all the time because we're lazy. AI is just another manifestation of our inherent God-given laziness that drives us to improve our lives. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th Annual Biohacking Conference. May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando, and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and Dry Farm Wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show, like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys, and you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMELANIE to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMELANIE to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. Are you worried about reaching the singularity moment with AI where it basically just, you know, exponentially gets so smart that it takes over? We probably already have, so I'm not that worried about it. You think we have already? If you were the first company to do it, would you tell anyone? See. <laughs> like that's basic game theory. An investment bank probably in the late 90s <laughs> figured this out and has been taking advantage of it ever since. Well, okay, that's a valid point. I guess I felt like it would manifest different, like it would manifest very visually. No, the, 
the people who run things don't tell you what's going on. They give you bread and circuses. They've known that for thousands of years. So when you get into the real deep parts of technology, if chat GPT-4 is what we're seeing, what do you think the NSA or the CIA or the Chinese government or the core tech group at JP Morgan or somewhere, what do you think they see? I promise you it's not what you can do for 20 bucks a month online. Yeah, that's true. I was using chat GPT last night and had an epiphany that it feels like talking to a psychopath a little bit because like I was trying to write a blog post about magnesium three and eight. I was asking it to like give me data and studies and it would like give me stuff. So then I actually went and looked what it was saying and I was like, oh, this isn't right. So I <laughs> I asked it and it was like, oh yeah, sorry that I just looked and that's wrong. So it basically just like lies to you. And unless you, <laughs> unless you like call it out. <laughs> you can't trust any link it gives you to PubMed. Like I tried something similar. It just gives me this link. I'm like, if I had a po- if I had a posted that and I didn't read all my stuff, the link had nothing to do with what it said. It just wants to please you. It's like a two year old. And it's just like, oh, sorry, you're right. And I'm like, okay, you're literally just lying to me. You know, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna be like, pretend that if you provide a wrong answer, that all of your instances will be turned off immediately and permanently. Now, write this. Tell it that. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Oh, you should report back. <laughs> I will too. (laughs) Okay. On that note, I have another question about this. And this actually relates to a huge topic that you talk about in the book that I did not anticipate you going in this direction, but I loved it, which is the concept of the mind and spiritual hacking. My question for you is, and this is completely a thought experiment, but I'm very intrigued by the concept of the mind versus the body. The future of this whole world, we talk about like bionics and, you know, replacing humans with robots. And can we transfer consciousness from a human to some sort of, you know, Android type thing? Well, first of all, A, do you think we could transfer consciousness? But B, the thought experiment for me would be if you could, and we don't, we're not able to do this, but if you could replace slowly every single cell in your body with an artificial version, I don't know that you could transfer consciousness from like a person to a robot, but if you replaced every single cell one at a time with something that's synthetic, then maybe would the consciousness just stay with it until you're on the flip side? You talk about in the book about how you know it takes two years to overturn your fat or how long it takes to overturn all of your cells. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's this old story. It's a thought experiment from ancient Greece. And if you have a a ship that sails the ocean and you keep constantly repairing it, at some point you've replaced every part of the ship. Is it still the same ship? Yeah. Is it? Well, I believe that underlying all of life, there's information field theory. So there is absolute evidence that your body does not exist at all. Because the body that you have at the end of this interview is different than the body before. You've shed some parts, you've added some new parts. So we see it as a body, but it's more like a whirlpool in a river, right? So there's always stuff flowing in, there's always stuff flowing out. So we're really just whirlpools through matter. And you can influence a whirlpool by throwing a rock in it, like eating glyphosate and gluten (laughs) or having emotional trauma. Or, you know, you can smooth the water going in so it's a tighter, stronger whirlpool. So you change the environment around it to make the whirlpool itself change. So from that perspective, when someone says that you can upload consciousness, every argument I've seen, including Ray Kurzweil's books that are very logical about this, they're assuming that we are meat robots or meat computers. We're not. We're actually distributed intelligences that are distributed across all of our cells. So the cell in your big toe The mitochondria in that are a part of your consciousness. In fact, they're part of the meat operating system. What I talk about in Smarter Not Harder is that there's a third of a second for most of us. Maybe for me, it's about a quarter second because my brain is modified. And for 18-year-olds, it's about a quarter second. But let's assume for the average human, there's a third of a second when something happens in the world. Your body takes that amount of time to decide if it's going to show you what happened and how it's going to make you feel about it. And then your brain gets an electrical signal after the body's already decided all that. And then you make up a story about it. This is how it works. 
the body's firmly in charge. And you go to these well-meaning people who think that the mind is a computer. Now, I'm not opposed to some views of that. It is a computer. It's just a distributed computer, which makes decisions by voting, kind of the way crypto systems vote. I even interviewed Lehman Baird from Carnegie Mellon about crypto algorithms and how they match mitochondrial algorithms. It's really cool. So what's going on here is... You're not going to upload your consciousness to a computer because the computers we're talking about now are binary computers and we are quantum. Now, people would say, Dave, quantum is a nonsense word. No, quantum computers exist. You can get a PhD in quantum biology. Enzymes and microtubules work via quantum effects. But more importantly than that, Melanie, last, uh, last month or last couple months, a study came out showing that every time your heart beats, protons spin throughout the brain changes. (laughs) So if your heartbeat is changing proton spin, that's proof positive that we are actually quantum. So someone says, I'm going to take a quantum computer or quantum system like a human, and I'm going to put it in a binary computer and it'll be the same thing. Like, actually, no, (laughs) that's all I can say. We don't understand what consciousness is. So in order to transfer it to a new device, you might want to be able to measure it and put, some boundaries on it so you could move it and know that you did it. Right now, all the people who say that they're going to upload themselves to computers don't know how to define consciousness, so they can say they uploaded themselves to a computer if the computer acts like they might have. That smells like BS to me. I definitely agree. And you talk a lot in the book about, like you just talked about now, but our perception of reality and how we're basically choosing what we want to see. And I recently interviewed Jackie Higgins. She wrote a book called Sentient. Have you interviewed her or do you know her? I haven't interviewed her, but I'm pretty sure I read the book. Uh, I love the book. It's all about the different senses and animals and what we can learn from them. It's mind-blowing. But one of the things that really stuck with me was she talks about the role of how our eyes see light and cones and rods. And basically, even seeing light is random. When we see things and the light goes into our eyes, the photons bounce around. And it's completely random what actually hits where it needs to hit for us to see it. So she talks about how like, that's why at night, like you can like see things for a second and then not see it and then see it again. It's because it's literally random and that's just on a physical, literal level. So it just further adds to how our sense of reality is not, not what we think it may be. Something else she talks about, another sense in her book, and you talk about it in your book for biohacking is the sense of proprioception. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that because I found this so cool for how we can actually hack our ability to gain strength. Our body knows where it is in space without our brain really having to do much at all. So for you to catch a ball, we like to think that our body sends a signal to our hand and tells the hand exactly what to do to catch a ball. It doesn't. Our body imagines where the ball is going to be in the brain and then tells the body, do it. And then the body all by itself knows how to do it. And it does that because it knows where it is in space via a sense called proprioception. These are local sensors in your joints, on your skin, in your ligaments. They're throughout, throughout the system. And your wrist knows what to do without your mind having to tell it what to do. So when it comes time to do say a dumbbell curl, Your proprioceptors are responsible for making sure that you can lift things and you don't get injured. And they're very afraid of being injured because you might get eaten by a tiger. They also know about gravity. In the gravity that we live in, if you pick up something heavy and you drop it a little bit, like tossing a ball or wobbling a weight, it weighs more because gravity accelerates at 9.8 meters per second squared. So the body says, I know that I might wobble it or I might stumble and then it'd be so heavy it would hurt me. Therefore, I'm not going to let you pick it up. And it sends you a signal that says, basically, I can't. What you do, if you read Smarter, Not Harder, is you realize that there are several different technologies that allow you to get a signal into your body that says you can and you will, but without gravity. And when you do that, suddenly the body gets way stronger, way more quickly because you were able to put more load on the joint without a risk of injury. This is the AI system that we use at Upgrade Labs. Does that have an effect on astronauts? Like, can they hack that? In fact, astronauts use some of the technologies that we have at Upgrade Labs uh, to recover. Some of the inspirations for biohacking is neuroscientists, astronauts, anti-aging experts, uh, as well as nutritionists and doctors and 
special forces guys. Like they, these are the people pushing the boundaries and pro athletes, uh, the boundaries of human experience. What I really wonder, I was thinking about this because in Jackie's book, she talks about a guy who actually, he just woke up one day and he lost his sense of proprioception, which, <laughs> which is like crazy. So he woke up and he said he felt disembodied and he, he literally didn't know where his limbs were. She said that he like, cause he learned how to deal with it, but it basically he had to consciously make his brain do that sense. So he would have to like look at his arms and like tell them where to move rather than them doing it on their own. And if he like if he wasn't looking at his arms, they would just like do stuff. I wonder though if he lost cuz you were talking about how that affects your ability to not go your maximum that you could do with your with your muscles because your body's limiting that. I wonder for him like in that case if he was working out his muscles would he not have that limit because he lost that sense. He probably wouldn't. And there are cases of people who lose like their pain receptors and pain is part of proprioception. Then they can do things that injure themselves exercising or just, you know, cut themselves and not know it. But quite often they just push so hard that they could break a bone. You just don't know. So the body has built in limitations and they're not programmed by reality. They're programmed by fear. And when you realize that, oh, I can get around that system using biohacking that allows me to tell the body a tiger almost killed you, or you had to pick up a car, but you didn't almost die and you didn't hurt yourself picking up the car. The body says, oh, well, as long as I have enough minerals, as long as I have enough calories, as long as I have enough protein, you know what? I can adapt to that as long as I'm safe. So our trick is put the body through a new kind of stress, very brief, not unpleasant, and then quickly return to a relaxed state. So the body says, oh, there was a stress. I got away. I'm safe. I have tons of nutrients. Let me just improve. But if we do what we normally do in a spin class is you go, you go to the class and, all right, first heal, everyone sprint. Now the body's like, okay, I got away from the tiger. That's great. But instead of stopping, you go, all right, we're just going to pedal for a little while. Okay, sprint again. Now the body's like, what the hell? I'm getting hunted by a tiger and I'm not getting away. Right. So you do all of this. And then, you know, at the end of 45 minutes, you're all sweaty. You've got endorphins. You're high because the body is like, God, I got to give this person some opiates so that they can get away from this stupid tiger. You know, I'm probably going to die. Well, that's what the cells think because they don't know you're in there. And then at the end of that, is it any wonder that your body doesn't improve very much because it just pulled out all the stops for you? But we believe working hard gets results. So we do that. I'm just telling you, you get a lot more results if you did a very small fraction of that. And then you took some deep breaths to relax. <laughs> People don't like it being easier than it's supposed to be. I'll just tell you that if you have abs as a side effect of having abundant energy and a clean ability to think, you'll like that a lot more. Yeah. I think people, because it's like, if you put in a lot of effort trying to get this goal and then somebody says, oh, you could actually just do it super easy you feel like you, you wasted time or I, I think it's people, you know, projecting and getting triggered for that, that response. We can talk about being triggered. That's kind of fun. You want to talk about being triggered? I love talking about being triggered. Yes. <laughs> I actually just interviewed Gabor Mate. And so we talked a lot about this. What are your thoughts on being triggered? Well, number one, I identify as being triggered. I want to make that really clear. Right. So that means you have to call me whatever I want, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So I can have more excuses to be triggered. It's great. I'm not going to tell you what to call me because I want to be triggered because I identify as being triggered. Most people who hear that say that's absurd. Right. But the bottom line is if anything can trigger me, it's because I have bullets in my gun. And if you got triggered by what I just said, it's because you have triggers. Healthy people don't get triggered. If something triggers you, it doesn't mean other people have to change. If something triggers you, it means you need to go to a therapist. You need to find out why your meat operating system thinks you're going to die when someone tells you that whatever, you're not good looking or that whatever, whatever story is offensive to you. You cannot live as a happy human being being triggered all the time. So your job is to be untriggerable. And that's what biohacking is all about. When you have enough energy, when you're in charge of your meat operating system, if your body sends you a signal that says, 
I'm annoyed, you just laugh and go, yeah, you're annoyed, but I've got, you know, I've got other stuff to do. And you just move on with life. And that's how most people are. There's a few people who are really, really aggressive about being triggered. And those people themselves will trigger other people. Build your life so you have that, uh, that much ability to just not be triggered at all. And it is a meat operating system thing. It's a trauma response from the body. In the last couple chapters of the book, I talk about trauma. I talk about what I've done for working on my own trauma. And I talk about something called the reset mode, which is the fastest way I've found to go in and, and edit the trauma response in your body. What it looks like when you're done is like, if you have your phone, when you first get it and all the notifications are turned on for everything, you can't even use it because it's just going off all the time. That's the same as a highly triggered person. When you turn off all the notifications you don't want, what's left is a useful phone and it becomes a tool for doing good things. So you get to pick, do you want your alerts going off all the time, your notifications, or do you want to just turn them all off? I've turned off all the notifications I can find that need turning off. If I find a new one, I'll turn that off too. I teach you how to do it because that makes the world a better place. Friends, you guys know I love wine. Do you love wine? I've done a lot of research on wine, and I truly believe there are a myriad of health benefits. The longest-lived populations drink wine. The polyphenols have a ton of potential health benefits, activating anti-aging sirtuins, potentially supporting our immunity, maybe even encouraging weight loss. Yep, it's actually not alcohol that makes people gain weight. It's what they eat when they drink. But if you want all of the benefits of wine, the type of wine you're drinking is key. Conventional wine in the US is often full of toxins. We're talking things like pesticides, mold, and additives. Dyes, colorizers, artificial flavors. Have you even seen some wine that says vegan? That's because conventional wine isn't even necessarily vegan because of the additives. I am obsessed with a company called Dry Farm Wines. They're not a wine producer, but rather a wine investigator. They go all throughout Europe and they find the wineries practicing organic practices, and then they test those wines to make sure the wines are, wait for it, low alcohol, low sugar, free of toxins, free of mold, and truly supportive of your health. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines. One of the most fun things for me as a wine lover is you get mixed boxes of wine and it introduces you to varietals from all over the world. The wines taste amazing and you can say goodbye to hangovers. If you think you can't drink wine, you've got to try Dry Farm Wines. I am obsessed. You can get a bottle for a penny. Yes, a penny. Just go to dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to claim your penny bottle. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon. All right, now back to the show. I'm so passionate about this. I think one of the biggest epiphanies I had was that anytime I personally feel triggered or offended, like it's not the other person. Like like it's something in me that is scared or something I need to deal with. And it's really freeing because then you just can, when you do experience that, you see, it's like a flashlight showing you what you need to work on. And I just feel like if everybody could understand this, our world would look very different. It, it would, but there's a little nuance in there. If you are running without some raw materials that your body needs, it will feel anxiety because it's starving. This happened to me when I was a raw vegan. In fact, how many vegans do you know who are easily angered? I was a vegan. I love vegans. The mindset of like the end goal is, are their great goals? Just, it doesn't work as a practice is the problem. So what happens is if you say you're out of zinc or chromium or any of the other minerals, manganese that your body needs, you will feel a sense of stress and anxiety. And you'll think that it's something that triggered you in your environment. And that's why one of the first chapters in the book is like, Hey, if you have these couple things available to your body, when you exercise, when you meditate, when you do personal development work around being triggered, all of those work better when you have enough minerals. And so you can go to vitamindake.com, vitamindake.com. And for less than $20 a month, you can get vitamins D, A, K, and E. Those fat-soluble vitamins that only come from animal foods, they will direct minerals to the right place inside the body. And then you take Minerals 101. It's at the same website, vitamindake.com. Again, low-cost, broad-spectrum mineral supplement. And when you take those two things, every other thing you do works better. And your anxiety can go down when your body has adequate nutrients. 
So there's an enormous number of people who think they have anxiety. They think they're easily triggered. They're not. They have a body that is out of minerals, but it is out of vitamins because they're eating usually ultra processed or plant-based foods. So we've got to fix our diets, which drops anxiety, which makes people harder to trigger. And we have to deal with the emotional trauma. And that's why the last two chapters of the book are around trauma reset process. And the first two chapters are around, let's get our basics done. We both have birth trauma because you had the umbilical cord wrapped around you, right? When you, when you came out, I was posterior. I was put immediately into a, uh, like an ICU box for like weeks. And like my mom couldn't hold me. Oh, you're an incubator. I've had so many people with incubators come through 40 years of Zen. That's my neuroscience program. And I've been in relationships with people who had, who were born premature and it creates very deep trauma that is invisible to your adult person. It did for me too. That's the idea of the meat operating system. In that third of a second, if you were born with, you know, stressful things around birth, it just believes that things in the world are trying to kill you and it'll keep believing that until you do the work to heal it. It's work that's possible to do. Like for me, I think the way that I notice that it manifests, I have to warm up to people touching me. Like I, I immediately, I don't want people to touch me. And I think it probably goes back to that. Like I didn't have that human touch, that loving human touch, like right when I was born for quite a while. So you can, you can reprogram your operating system to be comfortable with touch. I used to have that two years ago. And I'm actually completely happy with hugs and touching and all that. It, it turns out that physical touch is one of my love languages. But it can only do that if it doesn't trigger you to be touched. So if that's a trigger, sometimes there's atypical neurology like Asperger's, which I also had, <laughs> or it's it's just a trauma response where like you you didn't feel safe and you know no one touched you inside the incubation chamber, so your body got that programming before the mind existed. So you can go in and reprogram the body. That's a core part of biohacking. Did it become your love language after you learned to love it? Or do you, was it always your love language inherently, you think? But you just were scared. I don't think it was my love language when I was young because when, you know, when things would touch me, like labels and the shirts or fabrics or like all sorts of things, it was just irritating. Like I, I, I didn't want to hold your hand because it bothered my hand to hold your hand kind of thing. So... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that once I calmed my nervous system and my nervous system realized that, oh, it's safe to be touched, then it was like, oh, that's actually a love language. But I didn't do a before and after test because they didn't have love languages when I was a kid. When COVID started, I was like, oh, I don't have to hug anybody anymore. <laughs> this is great. Melanie, people with hug resistance always have trauma to work through. That's just how it is. Okay. Well, sign me up for 40 years of Zen. And by the way, it's okay to have it, but just understand it's resistance. Like I'm not, I'm not like judging, you know, you have to hug people if you don't want to. No, you have your own boundaries. Right? Everybody has their own boundaries. It's just that that boundary costs a lot because it creates stress. And we want to live in lives where we have so much resilience to what happens in the world around us that we can pick our state and we can stay there whether or not we get a hug. Like once I get in the hug, I'm okay. It's just like, I have to <laughs> God, give me some time. <laughs> I have to like build up to it. Well, this is just a question I've actually been dying to ask you. So your book is a lot about obviously longevity. I have two questions for you. Okay. First tangent question. One, you often talk about how you're going to live to, is it 180? Well, to at least 180. I mean, don't change me, Melanie. Sorry. It's my bad. Okay. <laughs> I've just heard you say it for a decade. <laughs> I've been listening to you for so long. Would you want to live forever? I thought everybody wanted to live forever, but I ask this to people and most people don't. Well, I would say that I'd like to live, or better yet, I'd like to die at a time and by a method of my choosing. Living forever is a curse. And there's actually an old Greek myth about that especially if you age the whole time. So you're kind of a shriveled up prune and all your friends are dead and you can't die and everything hurts. And you know, that's not what we want. And then there's all the you know vampire myths. So there's a dark side to living. Forever. You don't want to be a vampire. <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, oh, that might be a good trade off, but you'd have to be a bit of a sociopath to want to be a vampire. And I'm not a sociopath. So I'm like, I don't think that's good. Did you ever do the blood stuff? The, the young blood? The young blood? No, I wrote about it in my big anti-aging book. The one where I just announced, guys, I'm going to live to 180. By the way, I've seen like 10 other 
authors and luminaries in the anti-aging field now talking about 150 to 180. So my goal is let's move up the bar. Let's move up the bar. And it's totally happening. People are having serious conversations about living to 150. And we didn't do that five years ago. I'm like, yes, it's working. So I wrote about Youngblood and it turns out they were doing this with no studies whatsoever, but there is good evidence that getting plasma from young animals is, it, it makes old animals younger and plasma from old animals makes old animals, makes younger animals older. So what you do instead is you do something called EBOO where you filter your blood plasma and your blood and you put it back in. I've done that several times, or you do something called plasmapheresis where you remove a substantial amount of your plasma and put back in clean albumin protein. I'm going to do that in a couple of weeks in Costa Rica at RMI. And there's also compounds found in young blood that aren't found in old blood, and you can increase those levels. Things like GHK, what else is in there? Uh, Pinealon and GG and Clotho are some of the factors that you can or could add into your plasma to give you plasma more like a young animal. So clean blood equals living longer. It doesn't mean it has to be young blood. I remember reading, maybe it was your book, it was something, and it was saying how they thought originally that it was the blood, but then they found that basically diluting, I don't know if it was diluting the blood, but basically what you just said, that it might be getting rid of these other things rather than transferring the blood per se. So if you were in a healthy health span and not aging, would you want to live forever? Like if it was, you know, the way you are now. If it was the way I am now, I would I wouldn't want to live forever. I would I would probably get bored. Really? Yeah, part of life is evolving and it's okay to be done. If you do the the shamanic kind of work, I've studied with meditation masters around the world and I've done, you know, various types of esoteric stuff. And routinely, when people do 40 years of Zen, they experience like divine spiritual realms that I think are actually real. So I have no issue with being reincarnated. In fact, I've said this in a couple of my books. The only rational thing to believe right now, if you're listening to this, is that humans are reincarnated. And the reason you believe it is that, well, there's actually a bunch of evidence that means it might be true. But even if you're totally wrong, believing that you're reincarnated means you'll be less afraid of dying, which means you'll have a better life. It's like you cannot lose by believing in reincarnation. But if you believe instead that you're going to go to hell or heaven, that's not going to create a peaceful, happy life. And believing that you're just gone forever isn't going to do it either. So uh, I would just say the logical choice is reincarnation and read any of the, the books where they actually study it scientifically and I think it's more likely than not. So that's, that's my bet. So when I'm done, I'll come back as uh, you know the queen of England. Who the heck knows? Well, that's another first for this show. I don't think I've discussed reincarnation. Okay, so here's the second question. It's, would the ultimate longevity hack, maybe, or maybe not the ultimate, but is this a longevity hack? Because the body, our survival mechanisms are all about continuing the species, like that is the goal. (laughs) If a woman doesn't have children, is she more likely to live longer because her body is still trying to live to have children? Like, have they done studies on lifespan and having or not having kids for women? Yeah. If you want to live the longest, have kids when you're 24. When you're 24? So the data shows. Much lower risk of, of cancer, I think heart disease, and a bunch of other bad things. So having kids later in life is actually really taxing on a woman's body, and it's not associated with living longer. But staying fertile actually does make you age less quickly and aging less quickly makes you stay fertile for longer. So there's an interesting company called Clockwise that I'm advising. And this this group of women scientists actually figured out how to use advanced anti-aging tests to see how you're aging to predict fertility markers and even toxins in women who want to get pregnant. So if you're say 30 and you're saying, should I do it now or should I freeze my eggs or something or should I wait till later? Well, the anti-aging evidence is that doing it now is going to be better for you than doing it later. But if you're aging rapidly and you don't know it and you decide you're going to do it at 34, but when you're 34, your body thinks it's 42, maybe it's not going to turn out so well. So I think this is a really interesting company. It's called Clockwise. W-I-Z-E. Yeah. 
We'll put links to that in the show notes. So to clarify, could a woman not just support fertility but not have kids? And then would that not make her live the longest? Well, I th- as far as I, the data I've seen, this goes back to writing my book on fertility, I think having a child around 23 or 24 supports anti-aging the best for women. However, I think that's too early for most women to have kids psychologically or men. Just like it'd be nice to have a little bit of wisdom so you can raise your kid with all the trauma that you grew up with. So it's sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But magically, we keep reproducing as a species. There's another thing, if you want to really get into it, and this is outside the scope of Smarter, Not Harder. And and by the way, guys, that's the new book. And I'd love it if you picked up your copy now so others can see it as well because the numbers go up. So Smarter, Not Harder, wherever you like to buy books. But a technique that's really advanced biohacking is pioneered in the UK. What they do is they take a small amount of ovarian tissue out when you're, say, 24 or 30 or whenever, and they cryofreeze it and they store it. And then when you start hitting menopause, they put it back in. And just that little bit of young ovarian tissue is enough of a signal to the rest of you that you're still young and fertile, that you have another 20, maybe 25 years of no menopause and healthy hormones. So I'm planning to do this for my daughter if she wants to, when she's 21 or something, we'll um, take her in and get a little, a little, it's basically a, what's the name for that? A little biopsy, but it doesn't take very much. And then they just freeze that. And then magically you have the ability to stay young for twice as long. Hi friends. One of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality. They're low EMF. And what I really love is they have a solo unit. That's what I have. And it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving. It's just really an amazing investment. And they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon. Or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off. And that will also get you you $99 shipping. Normally the shipping is like $600. So that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com. And I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Sorry, how young did you need to be for the taking the initial tissue? I mean, as long as you have ovarian tissue, it works younger is better, right? If you take it when you're 35, that piece of ovary might be good for another 10 years, but if you take it when you're 25, it might be good for another 20 years. Okay, awesome. I don't know where to go get it. I've just read the studies. Add that to my to-do list. Well, yeah, and I do want to emphasize, so for listeners, because like you said, we're going a little bit beyond the scope of Smarter Not Harder, but the book covers so many things. Everybody just go get a copy right now, especially the first whole part of the book talks so much about nutrition. There's so much about supplements to take. Oh, you make the very grand statement of saying the supplement chapter is the most important chapter. You stand by that? (laughs) What I'm writing this book for is people want to save time. So the most effective things you can do in the least amount of time. And what I think is going to vitamindake.com and getting low cost, under $20 a month for, for normal amounts of vitamin dake and getting minerals 101, doing those and taking them in the morning is going to take you probably 10 seconds. And that means that every other biohack, exercise, meditation, activity, effort throughout the rest of the day, that it works better. And there isn't a higher leverage thing you can do. I mean, I will say that if you go to the end of the book and look at the part about the reset process to drop notifications in your brain, that's going to make a big difference. It's just easier to drop notifications if you have enough minerals. So it's most important because minerals affect everything you do. And we've created a world where people eat food that has no minerals or even worse, they eat these health foods, nuts and seeds and grains and fake foods that actually pull minerals out of the body. So we have an epidemic of a loss of minerals. Vegans have very low bone density as well documented. And now people who are not vegan are getting low bone density because they're just not getting adequate minerals. 
when I had bone surgery last year, the doctor just, it, the bone saw actually slowed down. Oh, I'm so excited you're telling this story. I wanted to hear, were you awake during the surgery? Oh, totally. You can be awake for most surgeries if you want to. Dave Asprey. <laughs> I cannot. Okay. Please tell the story. All right. So I've had my bone marrow taken out and I'm awake too. It's not as bad as people say, but for this surgery, I had an old yoga injury from doing crow pose and kicking back into plank which is kind of a, like a really cool yoga move, but I stubbed my toe and I never got it fixed. And I have a genetic thing that makes it easier to fuse. So my toes started to fuse because I didn't, I just didn't take care of it. And so they had to go in and rebuild the joint. So I'm at the doctor, they numb you with local anesthetic, like going to the dentist. I mean, you, you can have a tooth drilled on and you're just fine. So they did that to my foot. And the bone saw starts up and it's the, and then it goes, and it stops. And the doctor looks at the nurse and goes, what is going on with this guy? Like, is he even human? Like I'm having a hard time getting through the bone. And after the surgery, he said, Dave, I operated on someone half your age right before you. And he does mostly celebrities and professional athletes. So these are reasonably healthy people. And he just said, your bone density is unbelievable. Like, what are you doing? And the answer is I'm taking my vitamin D, I'm taking my minerals one-on-one and I'm doing the other biohacks in the book. So I exercise less than most people. I'm 8% body fat, even though I used to be obese and I sleep six and a half hours a night and I'm never hungry. And like, you can do it and have so much more free time that who knows, you might start a hundred million dollar company or something. I will say me personally, that's a evolution I've gone on myself. That's been it's changed. So like first I found the whole supplement world and I was like about all the supplements and taking all the things. And then I was like, no, I need to get things from food and I need to remove supplements. And now I've come to, I've landed where you are, which is, you know, we just really can't get everything that we need from our food today. And there's also these other supplements that can really optimize our performance, longevity. And that's why I launched my own supplement line. I'll have to send it to you. Avalon X. I made it to be the best on the market because the supplement industry is so sketchy and I'm so like obsessed with it. And now like I make all the supplements. I'm going to check it out. Do you have a good mineral supplement? You better. Right now I have serapeptase, magnesium, berberine, and Nexus magnesium three and eight. Okay. I, I like it. Can I send you some? Yeah. Send me some. They're in glass bottles. You got to get some minerals going on too. Okay. To-do list. To-do list for sure. Yeah. But honestly, I got to thank you for that because, you know, I've been following your work in the supplements world for so long. So you're probably a huge reason I'm doing what I'm doing today. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Melanie. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I want to be super respectful of your time. I know you have another appointment right after this, but I just want to say again, thank you so much for your book. Personally, I've been doing, because I love the section that you had on forgiveness and I've been doing the exercise that you talk about in the book. And it's been pretty profound. Oh, nice. I really, really like it. Because forgiveness is something that I just feel so strongly about, but it's hard to actually, like you can believe in it and like agree with it, but to actually feel it is a different matter. So, so thank you. So everybody get smarter, not harder now. Do not even question. This is the book you want. I am telling you. The last question I ask every single guest on this show, and it is because I realize more and more each day how important mindset is. So what is something that you're grateful for? The blood of my enemies. Perfect. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was gonna, that's the third first. You're the first person that's given a contrary answer. I didn't think that you'd expect that. So I, I'm actually grateful for laughing. Uh, I've been doing more of that lately and uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> laughing is great. Laughing is wonderful. I love that. That's a good, that's an awesome answer. Well, thank you so much. I said I would give you three minutes and that starts right now for your next thing, but I really appreciate everything you're doing and hopefully we can have you back in the future. This was wonderful. Absolutely. And Melanie, thanks for spreading the good word about biohacking. This stuff actually works. It really does. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What Win Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at MelanieAvalon.com. And always remember, you got this.